0: I'm Kate Northrup.
1: And I'm Mike Watts, and we're partners in life, love, and business.
0: Welcome to The Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living.
1: Hello, it's Mike.
0: Hi, this is Kate. Welcome to the 101st episode of The Kate and Mike Show. So we're, the 100th episode snuck right up on us, I'm not going to lie, and so we decided we'd have a celebratory 101st episode, although I have to say, you got to go back and listen if you haven't, to our 100th episode with um, Shea Boulet Stewart, so Shea Stewart Boulet at Black Girl in Maine. Really important episode about racism. What it's like to live in a city that is primarily white as a black woman. Life organization because she is a life organization master. Island living, prioritizing community. It's a great episode. Yes, it was. Um, so that was our hundredth, and then this is our reflection on a hundred episodes. So our hundred and first episode is the reflection on what we've learned. Life update: what we've learned from doing a hundred episodes of the Kate and Mike Show. So and then what we're looking forward to as we record our next 100 mm-hmm. yeah so mike how you doing
1: pretty good
0: would you like to share anything else
1: nope just pretty good i got an office space That's yeah pretty fun. it's
0: really beautiful
1: i've been working out down there i'm still you haven't been working some, out at your office You've setting been, some stuff working up. there working there yes yes But we're basically like two weeks, two and a half weeks back to kind of working after taking... Well,
0: two weeks, because we started back September 5th.
1: Yeah, two weeks. So back to working after taking a lot of time with the baby. And really, it wasn't like chill time, clearly, if you've listened to life update number one a couple weeks ago, a lot of learnings. But during that process as well, just to update on the skin situation, because people gave me a lot of response from the previous episode... I just got tired of seeing people and I just stopped.
0: In terms of practitioners. Yeah,
1: because like, a lot of the not answers. Not like our friends. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I'm not sitting in a hole in my basement, you know, by myself. But uh, we, yeah, I, I mean, it's a great lesson. I know we talked about doing this later, you know, on a further episode of seeing all these practitioners and what came up with all of them. But I mean, the truth is I can just sum it up now. I don't think we have to dedicate a whole episode to that. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. But the, you know, I met with a kinesiologist, a dermatologist, a angel card reader, intuitive, medical, medical intuitive. doctor, medical intuitive, a functional medicine doctor, a naturopath, homeopath, homeopath, allergist. Yep, met with an allergist. Dermatologist. I said dermatologist. And I your believe. GP. And my primary care practitioner. And PCP. Yeah. Yep. So saw all those people. It was a lot. I was going through our... So what we started to do this year, this relates to what I'm talking about, but we started to have our bookkeeper who does our business stuff also do our personal things, right? Because we run our business or run our personal life like a business as well, just the way we treat it, right? From a financial standpoint, not exactly like a business because it's much different, the personal life versus the business life, right? So I worked with the bookkeeper for an hour and a half this morning, getting our personal books squared away. And I was like, wow, we've spent a lot of money seeing doctors. For those of you that live outside of the United States and actually have public care that is sponsored by the government. So let's say Canada or some other country, us in the United States would be much better off if there is no reason that this country cannot support medical care for all of its citizens here. They, we make way too much money. So the whole thing. So it would change the game. See, this is what's wrong with the debate on medical care is that everybody's looking at the cost that it expenses for everything. But it would change the game emotionally for people in this country if they knew that they were covered and did not have to worry too much about it because it's such a. It's. I myself have been... I grew up in an upper, like a middle-class, I don't exactly know how much money my parents ever made, but like a middle-class household where I never had to worry about food on the table. In a good neighborhood, we had good schools. And to this day, and then went to start working at Philip Morris. I made, you know, my starting salary was $54,000 a year. By the next couple of years, was making over 90. And still was afraid to go to the doctor. And during, since you and I have been together, it's the, not as much as Philip Morris because they're medical care was very good but then since we started running our own business i mean i didn't have health insurance for two or three years since we were together and even now i'm hesitant about going to the doctor because of the expenses that come from this and so it's just it's the just some realistic actually conversation with people in this country about what health care really is and you're gonna say something
0: well i totally agree we should have universal health care okay first of all but the problem is a lot of those people you just listed off 80 percent of them would not be covered because they're not in the traditional allopathic medical establishment so that becomes an entirely different conversation around what is health right and well, what is healing
1: i don't know that like i don't know is are, are those type of people covered in canada are they covered i, would I don't actually know.
0: be curious we so, should research like for in right canada now, or you know finland right what types of practitioners are covered, and are your holistic and complementary practitioners covered? Because the vast majority of our healthcare costs are not to traditional doctors.
1: That is correct, but also, they could be. You know, like if we actually. You no, know, but I'm just at, saying they're not. I know, <laughs> but I'm saying like in other countries that, that that have universal healthcare, it could be. But anyway, I don't want we don't need to have a debate of what's covered and what's not. That's not the point of what I'm trying to make here, Kate. Um, but I it just is just had
0: to put that out there because it is correct in our particular situation. Now I completely agree with universal healthcare and everybody should be covered when it comes to emergencies and getting ill. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. So it looks at, you know, it's like it, it does go back to what is the definition of health. Right. And so there's medicine. There's, I mean, I look at it in two categories. I look at this health piece, which I, a lot of those people that I named are not covered. And then there's this medicine piece. If I break my arm or have surgery or, you know, you, you need something fixed, that the Western medicine surgical centers are fantastic for that Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Right? It can really fix things. So it's the, for me, it was, but bottom line out of all of that, so that was a whole thing on universal healthcare. But for us, for me, it realized after seeing more and more of these folks Cause there wasn't an an element that something they thought something was really wrong with me based off what was going on with my skin. So after I got my blood tested and the markers and all that stuff, and realized there was nothing actually concerning, then I realized that that this had other things. Oh, therapy was in this whole shebang as well, talking about all my problems with somebody that's really knows, really smart. And it was realizing like the person that's going to fix this is myself. You know, there's nobody else that's actually here to help me and really kate was kind of we we've talked a lot about this you pointed some things out to me as well and and so it's for me it was the what's the next game with this so if i've changed if i've started meditating more regularly which i have and then i started dealing with my stress on a more regular basis which i have i started to become a there's a concept that my therapist brought up one day i got on the call with him we haven't talked about this do we should we share this i think this is important are you okay over here
0: yeah, my back hurts a little oh, bit. Oh,
1: okay. You're really... I'm going
0: to go get a pillow. You keep talking. Okay.
1: It's very awkward uh, that I'm, you know, that my partner over here is is making weird faces. So I was in therapy session one day and he just says, where are you on a level of one to 10 from like your energy level? If you've been on listening to this podcast for a long time, you, we, Kate and I have talked about my tone level. Some of you in this lifetime might have interacted with Mike in a tone level that may be i seem pissed or not happy or whatever but it's just that's the way i was asking grumpy pants grumpy pants <laughs> sometimes but I maybe i wasn't really grumpy i at that time might not have been really grumpy pants right there's so many things like <laughs> it's just the way i was kind of carrying myself and
0: <laughs> uh, yes you have something I'm to say Just gonna start when you're being grumpy i'm just gonna be start making fun of you and call you grumpy pants because it'll lighten it for everybody
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, it will be funny and then you start laughing and it'll it'll ease the mood yeah but anyway the so he was like where are you on an energy level and i said well i'm like i feel like i'm at an eight or nine like i'm really jacked you know i was excited and i was coming in hot on our session and i was was just like i was letting it go you know i was just so something happened that day and I came in really excited. He goes, okay, well, let's, let's work to calm that down. So we, before we continue and he could real true conversations happen, happens at a level of five or six, you know, it's, and it's funny cause I was flipping when we stayed in a hotel this past weekend, Kate and I stayed in a hotel. Um, my parents were here. They watched the kids. We went out on a, a sexy date night is what it said in the calendar, but we had two different hotel rooms. So Kate took a hotel room and then I took a hotel room and so she could sleep all night and she did a lot so it was nice. great yeah it was great we're watching a show and then i went back and i turned on the tv on at like 9 30 o'clock at night you know after i left your room and i come back in and i, I going through the channels to see what's on because i never flipped through the channels because we don't have cable so i'm like what is all this junk on at 10 o'clock at night and i come through like fox news and i it's the judge genie lady and I have, I've watched her a few times but not really and there's three people and just yelling at each other they're just yelling about this and it's like oh it's so loud and I'm like this is insane like how and I said this is a level 10 like the way they're operating, nobody is actually able to comprehend what they're talking about. So if you're watching these news programs or shows and people are yelling at each other, there's no message that's being connected with the audience or the other viewers there. They just think they're crazy, which is what I thought. First thing that came into my head when I was watching these three people yell at each other about the passion. They had like, I could tell they were passionate about what they're talking about. But I was just like, these people are nuts, you know? And so anyway, so I was operating at like eight and a half or nine. And he said, let's lower it down because let's get to a five or a six. So I did some breathing work and just some imagining my body leveling and lowering. And so it was this operation that was very, it was this, excuse me, this practice that he led me through just to lower the energy down to a five or six, which was very helpful for our conversation. And then we could actually have a true connection. So by the middle of our session, we were down to like a four or five on an energy level and really dropped it down. So if if you think about like, it's an interesting concept because I think about it a lot now when I'm when i'm interacting with people or i'm noticing things or listening to podcasts and listening to this guy Cal Fussman he does a really good job storytelling he's spent many years interviewing people and he really when he speaks on his podcast he operates at like a 2 3 or 4 it's really low does it make you sleepy no I, okay let's say 4 to 6 we'll put it in that range if you're thinking that low i guess you could say like a meditative cd is like a 2 Yeah. Right. Like a one or two. And this
0: isn't like Mike's talking about energy. So it doesn't mean you have to be low energy. I think of it more of your intensity.
1: Yes. Like you you always call call it it intensity. You call it
0: energy, whatever, but just, yeah. Well, then when you told me about this, you were like, we were taking a walk and you said that you had had a session with our therapist and that, he had finally explained the tone thing to you in a way that you understood, and I was like, "Hi, that would have been really helpful information." Like
1: two, years four ago. years ago. Yeah. Well, it, how
0: two long years, have have been
1: working with it? a long time. Well,
0: now. we've been yeah, we've been working with him. It, we started
1: weeks. out working. Kate and I started working out with him as a couple, and then which we've talked we about
0: working out with him, <laughs> working,
1: working together. Okay, <laughs> working and as a couple, and then I've worked with him just as a one-on-one sessions and it would have been so helpful like two and a half years ago that's what i told him on the session like this would have been helpful a long time ago when kate was bringing up the tone conversation david and uh yeah but that's been helpful like it's really been because it helps me even when i sit down to because i started recording my own podcast again project life with mike watts and i started that so i'm doing episode once a week just like this but it comes out on tuesdays and i started doing that again and then i started It's like just if I think about writing, I started writing more. So this all goes back to the skin things. These are hits that I'm starting to get that I should be doing. And as I'm going through those, I realize if I can write better or record a better podcast, if I can calm myself down before going into that. Transitioning between like businessman and father man, like that's helpful or you know, businessman and husband or something. So anyway, that is what we talked about inside of our session. And then with the skin stuff, I just realized like this has been up to me to take care of and It's going to take a little bit of time. So I started working with these ladies out in Missouri who run a program for food and low inflammatory diet. So I changed all my food about two weeks ago as well, and just have been eating very low inflammation foods. That's been an been good I think it's been very helpful yeah so we're just we're on the journey you know and I just notice when I my skin starts to aggravate me like right before we got on this podcast Kate and I were talking about something and it started to like kind of flare up and I could feel it and yeah so I'm just doing that deal it's awesome it's all good I, I believe it's it's on its way out and I just keep plugging along so I know one thing with the information that is coming and just really listening to myself, you know, and really paying attention to, because it's like our, you hear it all the time. It's like, what's your body saying? Listening to what your body saying, or something along those lines. And and now it is about listening to what makes Mike tick basically. So thanks for supporting me along the journey, Kate. Sure. What's up with you? That's my Uh, biggest thing.
0: um, Well, I've been thinking a lot about timing in the day lately. Part of, you know, the concepts that I teach within Origin are paying attention to where you are in your own personal cycle as a woman, or where the moon is in its cycle, or where you are in the cycle of project planning. I teach a pretty unique concept of cyclical project planning within our Origin membership. And I've been thinking a lot since coming back from maternity leave about timing and the cycles within a day. So as women, we cycle on a 28-day cycle, give or take. The moon cycles every 28 days, but there's also the 24-hour cycle. And men cycle on a 24-hour cycle, hormonally speaking, but I feel different throughout the day at different times. And so I've been noticing that like, while... I want to schedule myself to work out in the morning because it feels like, well, I should work out in the morning. That's also my most productive time. And honestly, starting at about 2 p.m., I really start to peter out. So we are recording this podcast at 3.15 p.m. And I'm just noticing since returning from maternity leave, I think it's just probably postpartum depletion. But I am like ready to put on my pajamas at three o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm sure I have adrenal fatigue and various things that I'm not meaning to be complaining, but I'm just noticing like, wow, I can really get going at like 8am and get a lot done. And I've got about a four hour window Mm -hmm. and then it's over. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's really helpful for me just, and you know, for you listening, think about just notice yourself for the next week. How do you feel during different parts of the day? And then, you know, I just want to empower you, give you permission to schedule your time appropriately. So I know for me, a workout in the afternoon is going to be a great idea because it's going to be an energy lull and I'm not needing to go like full out in my workouts. It's not like I'm training for some sort of crazy, you know, I'm doing my workouts still for birth rehab. So I don't need to be my highest energy of the day, but I really do. I was thinking about Mike was late for our podcast recording appointment and I had like an extra 45 minutes and I could have done something with that time, but I really didn't. Because by the end of the afternoon, I can't get my brain on track with anything. So I'm just noticing that. That's the state I'm in right now. And coming back from maternity leave has been challenging. So right on par with our Life is Hard episode, you know, my real update is it's sad. That's my real update. It's sad. I'm partially really excited about getting back to work because we have some Very exciting things that we're working on behind the scenes. A recent experience with launching just helped us learn so much about our company, about the way we work, and about the way we want to work moving forward. So I feel like we're in this whole brand new beginning phase. And we've had some realizations, which I'm sure we'll share over the coming months. I don't think we're quite ready to share right now. But one of those moments where once you know something, you can't unknow it. And I feel so clear and focused about. Our mission and where we're going and growing origin and providing women for me personally I know Mike has some other things up his sleeve as well but for me I'm just so committed to providing women tools resources and support to better manage their time and energy so that they're not sacrificing themselves or the people that they love in the process of building their careers or being moms or whatever they're doing because that's what I'm living every day so I'm, I'm sharing what's working what's not working And at the same time, it's sad to drop Ruby off at daycare. So it's both. And I'm just in that place. And and I will be honest, I had this fantasy. One of the reasons I started a business was because I had this fantasy that I wouldn't, if I had my own business and I got to make my own hours, I wouldn't feel that pull, that tension between motherhood and my vocation. But I have not outsmarted the system and I do still feel that full despite being in charge of my own time. You know, the beauty of it, of being an entrepreneur is that like, when you decide you're done working for the day, you can just be done. I mean, if I decide on a Friday at two that I miss Ruby and I go get her at daycare, that's fine. I can make that decision, but just because I don't have a job doesn't mean I don't miss my daughters I guess you know I mean I don't know you you know we think things in our 20s that are just not true
1: (laughs) that's right (laughs) Um,
0: so yeah just you know solidarity with all the people dropping their kids off at school sending them to daycare or preschool for the first time sending them off to college you know whatever stage you're in Mm -hmm. um, it's sad and even though it's so aggravating to be like raising young children is torture, but it's also bliss. And I'm just like, oh my God, grow up, get a handle on yourself. Oh my God, don't grow up. I want you to stay little forever. (laughs) So it's just that, you know, it's like the vast extremes of feeling all these, these tremendously opposite emotions all at the same time. I never, you know, I've posted about this on Instagram a lot, but I've just never experienced anything like the paradox of motherhood so that's where I am I'm sort of wrapping some things up on the book project because it's going to go to the printer soon which is so nuts it doesn't come out do less doesn't come out until April 2nd but my portion of the creation process is is wrapping up and then we're moving into marketing mode so we're pretty excited about that guaranteed you'll hear way more updates on it um, But, you know, I'm just giving myself permission to go get Ruby early if I want to, to put a day of. We have a co-op daycare, so we can put days on the calendar to sell to other families. So, you know, permission to sell a day if I want to spend a day home with her. She's at daycare three days a week. Penelope's there four days a week and has started preschool. And she loves preschool, of course, because she's just a total nerd like her mom. Mm. And so that's really fun. But it's also sad that she's gone four days a week, even though I don't want her home all day either. It's so hard. It's like, I kind of want her home all day, but then I don't actually. So, you know, so we just live it up on the weekends and on Thursdays.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And a night. She has a good... Yeah, but even when she's home, what's funny is she's just outside with all the friends.
0: I know. Now our three-year-old, she just... When she sees the kids, we live in a very kid heavy neighborhood, and she'll hear the kids and she just puts on her shoes. She wants to go outside immediately. And then if I go out with her, she'll say, Mama, can you please go inside? I need some space. Mm-hmm. So the good news about that is I don't take it personally. And also, I'm getting great practice for when she's 14. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be so horrified that she doesn't want to be around me because she already doesn't want to be around me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, sometimes she really does. Yeah. But. It's really more on her terms, as it is with children. It's on her terms. Yeah. And and I don't mind the boundary. I want to no. support her in having really good boundaries. And we just teach her instead of saying, Mama, go away. You know, Mama, I need some space. So we're practicing that.
1: Yeah. It's going well.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of... How about your return to work, honey?
1: Uh, let's see. It has been... I mean, we'll talk about kind of the launch strategy and all that stuff later because we we're still in the process. We of, need further digestion. Yeah, <laughs> digestion. And it's been an adventure. It's been a challenge for me of old mic working versus new mic working. So kind of the stuff I talked about with the skin, et cetera, and like handling the pressure of running a business and the, st- the stress that comes with that as well. Because I don't think I turn it off. Like you talked about, you can just turn it off. You know, you're... Turn what off? Well, you said like work, right? So at two o'clock on a Friday, if you want to go get Ruby, you can just turn off. Well, We can stop working and just go get her.
0: It's still in my head all the time. I mean, we run a business. I think about it in the middle of the night while I'm nursing Ruby.
1: Yeah. So it's never off. And so even in the five months, it it wasn't, it was funny because the people, you know, it was like, well, we didn't work, but like there was a lot that happened in those five months, like at the home front or whatever. We also did work we did so our landscaper last night Some. was here talking about it's your your life is in a period of what did he say he like put his his feet remember he shared this
0: It's that he put his feet one on each two bricks on our patio pavers
1: yeah so there was a line down and the he
0: said you stand you know energetically with one foot in each in two different right. places
1: chaos and what else chaos and order, order. yeah
0: Chaos is the feminine, order is the masculine, mm-hmm. and consciousness is in between the two. Mm-hmm. So this is something I've never thought of in this way before, which is that the left hemisphere of our brain governs the linear logical thinking, the masculine way of being but the right side but it rules the right side of our body it actually controls the right side of our body the l- right side of our brain is the more the creative the emotional is the more the feminine side of our brain and it governs the left side of our body so ted was so amazing basically brought to our attention that the masculine and the feminine sides have an automatic crisscross. They have to come together basically at our neck to then go to the opposite hemispheres of the brain. So they are designed to interconnect and spiral and crisscross and come together. And I thought that was really interesting. It's not just like these two silos of different ways of being. They're meant to be integrated,
1: essentially, is what he was talking yeah because your your left side of yeah, your at the, body at the place of consciousness which is right where your neck is basically well well that's so your left <laughs> side of your body is your feminine side yes right and then your right side of your body is your masculine side and in my brain the right side of my brain is feminine
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then my left side of my brain is on my is masculine yes so as okay so you follow your trajectory up
0: mm-hmm. and
1: yeah it's pretty crazy so it's interesting to think about like to make sure that you control it's kind of like order happens around our like our throat is that right or no consciousness consciousness sorry yeah consciousness okay
0: well i don't know about that but i just am saying like it's cool how we're designed to be integrated with the masculine and feminine because there's a crisscross within our bodies
1: yes it's cool yeah it is cool why are you um, talking about that? I don't know.
0: Something about having to do with business. With work.
1: Yeah. So, I guess with business wise, I forgot. <laughs> in the middle of this, as Kay was explaining it, the, the card filled up in the recorder, which is an amateur move. And so I had to go fix it. <laughs> so, you might not even notice a, a difference there because, but there was. So, I kind of lost my train of thought. But anyway, the, um, yeah, I just thought about from a business perspective, for me, it's been instead of all the push, 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 what you've done. Which is one reason what happened with all the... I think without the skin popping, because if I think back to March and even consulting is how many consulting appointments I did in March. And I was trying to cram them in before the baby came and just trying to take more clients on and help people, right? But it wasn't of service to myself. So it was really the driver to do, 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 do instead of like slow the, your roll, dude. And it would have been maybe change things. I don't know. But anyway, so if for me, it's about that thinking about that as we come back to work because in my head i feel like i should work after the kids go to bed because i can get some stuff done right because there's some things i can knock out that are aren't taxing to think about you know it's not like i'm not able to write a blog post to record really anything at eight o'clock at night but the reality Remember is we
0: did that one podcast late at night yeah that after was the hilarious and i was like tappy as hell
1: yeah and everybody thought that was the best podcast we ever did
0: i don't think i have it in me these days no
1: no no but at eight o'clock at night all i want to do is like go to sleep
0: or watch comedians in cars getting coffee which is our new favorite show and i really love it i
1: introduced it to kate recently because it ended up on netflix and she's going crazy with it she loves it
0: i love it i think it's it's so so great i like that i like the different perspectives sometimes it's funny sometimes it's actually really sweet sometimes it's poignant but always funny
1: yeah it and is. The and shows, I just, the episodes like,
0: are like 18 minutes long, which is perfect for it's me. It's such a
1: great refresher. Like, I mean, Seinfeld's hilarious. And it's, I always love that show. That was my favorite like TV show. And, but it's just like his parenting advice. Or I know,
0: I love his stuff it, on parenting. He's so
1: chill. Like, it's such a refresher to just be like, none of this stuff matters. He's like, I don't care what anybody else has to say. You know, it's just such, because the guy listens to his, so you think about building off what we're talking about in this conversation. He just listens to what his self, his self, you know, he just rolls. Not everything is right. Right. There's definitely some things I would not agree with. Um, but there's, it's just, he listens to himself about things and it's just a great method and mode of operation. It's pretty cool. And it's hilarious because these comedians, oh man, I love comedians. They're so great. Their minds, the way they think.
0: Yeah. I really liked the Kristen wig episode.
1: Yes. That was great.
0: Anyway, there's a lot of good ones,
1: but yeah, So anyway, it's on Netflix, all five seasons. And the cars, like how he picks a car for... I think it's so thoughtful about how he picks a car for his person. Each comedian. Yeah. And he's like, this would represents them the most. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I wonder how long he thinks... Like if we were to interview him, I would just be like, how long do you think about this? Like Mm -hmm. how long do you think about what car you're going to get for Kristen Wiig? Like what kind of research goes into it? Well, I bet
0: sometimes it just comes to him.
1: Yeah, most likely.
0: Because he's like a car. He's really... He thinks in car
1: that is correct yeah but he thinks but also it's like he picked a volvo volvo volva, volvo, volvo. <laughs> sorry we've been teaching penelope what a volva is and so now i say that all the time when i think of volvo oh god I can't volvos volvos yes so you know that was she was a big fan of old cars yeah like that so i can't even, i'm not even gonna say it now because i know i'm gonna mispronounce it <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, the, yeah. So that's what's coming back has been good because we've had a lot of learnings in a very short period of time Yes, about the future and direction of where we're taking the company and what we're going to do with it and how, you know, some things that we can improve on for sure. And it's been, uh, I think the go, but it's also been great because I'm happy to be back. I feel I'm creating, getting a lot more creation for myself things are coming to me much easier ideas are flowing creation is happening i know the next direction is like doing something in the world of men kind of like what you created for origin but for men uh the more and more people i'm talking to really like it i definitely don't want to force it and right now it feels forced if i was to do something and i'm just going to kind of let it flow because there's other things i want to want to do so awesome yeah we need to get some stuff squared away on our end anyway
0: so this is our 101st episode it is that's unbelievable to me that seems like a lot so that's basically almost two years of weekly podcasts. Yeah, weekly we podcasts. have we have the only weeks we've missed have been vacation weeks for the company and that's been on purpose so <laughs> we've never
1: missed a planned week
0: so i'd love to know what do you love about doing the kate and mike show
1: I like that we have a dedicated... I mean, we have a lot of dedicated time to talk about our life together, and we plan that, like our money meetings and scheduling meetings, etc., and like our shows and date nights. We really do a good job of getting out together and away from the kids to make sure that we're currently nurturing our marriage. I like the interviews that we've done.
0: What one has been one of your favorites?
1: Oh, boy. Patricia Moreno was great. I'm trying to think of the older interviews, like we did the first year... But that's the one that first comes to my head because it's sometimes we get people on that it's just they're, it's like they're just talking because that's what they've done a long, a long time. But I feel like Patricia was at a, she's at a place in her life that is transformational for her and she feels the dedication of what is this, but also she's nervous about it. You know, it's after we got done with that, she was just like, was that good? Was that okay? You know, and it was like, yeah. It was incredible you know and so she's also nervous about this direction because it's so different than what she's was known and uh that was that's by far one of my favorites mm-hmm. how about you
0: that was also by far one of my favorites
1: i want to go back to the first one. I, I also
0: really love the moby episode yes i really loved that one i just think moby is so funny
1: he is um, so funny and that was that actually didn't get a lot of uh downloads
0: Not as many as I would have expected. So, hey, go listen to the Moby episode. It was one of my all-time favorites.
1: Well, so you, like, laughed through the whole thing.
0: I did, because I think he's really funny. He is
1: so hysterical.
0: I just... Certain... It's, like, a very dry sense of humor, and he's really nerdy and self-deprecating. I don't know. I just... I really love him. That
1: was weird. I like... like I liked interviewing Heather Graham for her movie Half Magic. Oh, it's fun. Just because, like... I remember when we read the script at the, your mom's dinner table a few years ago and like she turned something into, she turned it into reality, right? And it's cool to see where she came up with this idea, wrote this script. She worked on it, you know, worked on it hard, got the script out and went and did it, you know, and that was cool just to like actually have a, a real conversation with her about that.
0: Totally. Totally. So those were some of my favorite interviews and then our fav- my favorite individual episodes.
1: Or what do you just like about doing the podcast?
0: Oh, okay. Well, I just like sitting in the basements shooting the shit with you. It's fun. So I like that part. And I like that the podcast is our opportunity. You know, Mike, you told me last week, like I tend to be overly like that everything I do has to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And that I feel like this, Always when we sit down to record, even if we have one topic in mind, oftentimes something else comes out. And I really trust that what we're talking about is right for us and is right for our audience if it comes up in the moment. So I kind of like the magic of the moment of creation in that that it's on the spot. And what we say is what we say. And definitely not everything we say was planned. And so I think that there's like a certain amount of aliveness in that that's different than a blog or something that's pre-created and then published. Not, I mean, of course, if we said something like crazy, we would edit it out. But I think we've never edited out something from the podcast. No.
1: So. There is only... We've edited one time. Okay. Because someone... One, oh, of yes. guests, one of our guests... One of our guests asked for something, something to be edited. To be that edited was fine. Out but um,
0: we've never edited out anything mike or i have done yes i mean I, said maybe there's been like a burp at ed- edited out or something
1: i don't think so i think we leave those in oh but i don't know uh i liked interviewing you know we've interviewed your mom a couple times but we've also interviewed. That's always a hoot yeah we interviewed my parents oh
0: yeah that was it yeah. that was a powerful that was a, episode that
1: was a while ago and you can listen to that that was back in 2017 i think uh-huh. early it was episode number, I'll get to it, but yeah, I think it's 28. So it was really early on and yeah, it was great to like talk to my parents. I'm sure another conversation would bring up different things. So it's uh, we're a different place of life now than we were then too. And yeah, I think that's good. But my favorite part about the podcast, it is our time that we get to spend because this is different than, you know, the regular life stuff is, uh, the people. It's like the listeners. Like it's great to have like our neighbors come over and they're like, Oh, we listened to your podcast this week, you know, or I'm just walking down the street listening to the Kate and Mike show and it's just like. It it's was so funny, funny last
0: week, was it last week? It was the week that the Patricia Moreno episode came out. So it wasn't last week, it was the week before. I had one girlfriend meet me for dinner and be like, I was listening to the Patricia Moreno episode on the way here. For dinner and then another girlfriend i ran into her she was walking down the street and she was like i'm listening to your podcast right
1: now <laughs> but it's like the reviews we read and i didn't read any today sorry guys but like the you know it's like seeing that there's people on the other end of this and just kind of how the messages that we that i don't know if you receive messages but i receive some messages I do. sometimes and just the feedback that everybody chimes in to be like this is awesome this is cool yeah you know and seeing people share it i really appreciate that um, my
0: favorite is when, like, for example, my best friend from childhood, Ellen, will tell me, you know, I listen to, she she listens to almost every single episode. And she's like, yeah, you know, I don't have a business. I don't have kids. <laughs> like, she's not, you know, she's like, basically what you're talking about doesn't really apply to my life, but I just love your show. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Elle. So, you know, and then we got one review of another woman who I think... I can't remember exactly what she, no, how no. she described herself, but she was also describing herself as like not our ideal customer. Yeah. And she was, you know, I think she's works in corporate and is single and has some, a bunch of cats and was yeah. like, I love the game Break show. So that's actually, I mean, I love the people who are running businesses and raising kids and, you know, maybe even running a business with their spouse. Cause obviously like we're all, you know, on the similar wavelength, but it's really fun for me when we have listeners who are completely
1: off the radar it's cool yeah yeah it's uh, all walks of life you know mm-hmm. that'd be be available to Absolutely. accept everyone
0: yeah
1: yeah but i would say that's the biggest it's like it's cool to be like wow we got a review from and i'm um, once we once i figured out there's reviews from different countries like who knows where people are listening from I, know. I think that's cool and yeah but it's been nice i mean it's consistent it's something that we haven't we've dedicated to make sure that we do and we do
0: we show yeah. up every week yeah and there is a lot to be said for showing up either every day or every week Mm -hmm. when I show up on my blog every week you know it occurred to me the other day because one of my friends and business mentors Stu McLaren he doesn't put out content every week you know I started the putting out content every week because originally I was learning from Marie Forleo and she said that you needed to put out regular content. So I did. And I still believe you do. But Stu, I was like, Stu doesn't send emails unless he's promoting something for the most part. Um, And I was like, that's really interesting. And then I thought, well, do I even need to do the blog every week? And I realized I do for me, Mm -hmm. you know, back to the original reason of why I started it. I didn't start in 2010 to have a business. I started because I wanted to write. And so, you know, there you go. So I will continue to do that. I would imagine every week (laughs) like I can't come back forever but you know yeah it's your outlet for the foreseeable future and uh we'll keep showing up on the Kate and Mike show Mm -hmm. if you keep showing up and listening yep even if you don't we'll probably keep showing up and chatting with each other
1: (laughs) is there anything else that you would like to do on our random life update today
0: no I think I'm good okay no but thanks for listening well
1: what about your books that you've ever been reading you've been talking <gasps> to me a lot about that.
0: oh my goodness so why
1: don't you just okay talk about let those. me talk
0: to you about my two most favorite books lately one is called emergent strategy by adrian marie brown i freaking love this book i have never i don't think i have ever earmarked and underlined so much you have not
1: this book. book is I went to pick it up cause you keep raving about it. I went to pick it up. It's like, I have to buy myself a new one. Like this is, yeah, you do have to buy your own copy. Unbelievable. This is my believable. Yeah.
0: I just like, I would read the pages and be like, <gasps> and here's why she says in this book, so many things that on a cellular level, I know to be true deeply, 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 but have never heard from somebody who is an activist. You know, she's extremely active in the Black Lives Matter movement and a bunch of other movement work. And I just felt like, okay, if this is a woman who has been marginalized saying these things and has had the experience and the wisdom of doing movement work for like the last 20 years, then they must be true. And I... The way that she uses biomimicry and connects the way that we can find solutions to our human problems in the natural world is genius. I mean, she's not the first person to use biomimicry, but the way she talks about it is so brilliant. She what talks
1: biomimicry? about
0: biomimicry is exactly what I just said looking to the natural world to find solutions to our oh. human problems. She talks about how we can use science fiction to solve the world's problems and she's her writing. She's so amazing. So I'm really into emergent strategy. Highly recommend that book. I also just finished Drop the Ball by Tiffany Dufu. By the way, Adrienne Marie Brown is coming on the Kate and Mike show. We just had to reschedule. And then Tiffany Dufu wrote Drop the Ball, Achieving More by Doing Less. And you know I love that book. I knew I was going to love it, but I didn't know I was going to love it as much as I did. She writes about creating all in partnership and how that is the solution to the lack of female leadership that we have in our companies, in C suite level, and in our government. And that it is not women being more aggressive and women, you know, becoming more the word is not aspirational. What's a, Oh my God! What's uh, the word when you want big things?
1: Oh my God! You I don't, you're me? asking the wrong guy on this one.
0: Anyway, it starts with an A, and I'm sure all of our listeners can think of the word right now that I cannot.
1: When you want big things, <laughs> like
0: when you want big things, aspire, you want to achieve things. You aspire, and you are ambitious. Okay. It's not about being more ambitious. It's not about pushing harder, being more aggressive, whatever. It is about the fact that we have been taught as women that in order to have it all, we have to do it all. And that things on the home front in the home have not kept up in terms of equality in the way that they have in the workplace. So what has ended up happening is more and more women are having full time work and also becoming the primary breadwinner. And yet at home, they are still the ones holding the ball holding everything now you and I do not have a partnership like this but what was so great about the book is that it was really eye-opening for the experience of so many women even though that is not my experience because Mike is a total all-in partner and you know I've never had to like ask you to pitch in at home that's just like who you are and I think we do a dance really beautifully about the household management and about the business management. Although we do that intentionally and we have had moments where we've had to make a list and Tiffany talks about a spreadsheet that she and her husband created and the way that they manage things at home. And it's beautifully written. It's written as a memoir, but it also as a, you know, help you change your life book. Mm -hmm. Um, So I highly recommend Emergent Strategy and Drop the Ball. Those are my latest reads.
1: I have nothing else to talk about, but my two amazing books.
0: I love reading.
1: I know. It's so good.
0: I just
1: I wish I could just sit down and read books. all day. Well, I could read all day if I to. You
0: could. Think. I'm also just started. I'm still here Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness by Austin Channing Brown. Phenomenal book as well. Mm. Memoir. Book of essays. So, I I can't do a full report on that because I I'm only on like chapter 4 or 5, but I'm learning a lot. I'm enjoying the experience. It's eye-opening. It's sobering. I'm learning a lot. Highly recommend. So there you go. Cool.
1: The last thing I would just say is that, because this has happened to me a lot and we just talked about like doing our 101st podcast. Maybe you've been thinking about starting something like a podcast, you know, or something. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at what you're about to say. W- <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's serious. Because <laughs> you're like, well,
0: this has happened to me a lot. And I know it has because I've watched you.
1: Yeah, but it's happened to you as well. You know, it's like, so for both of us, it's thinking about, Just because they might have 101 podcasts, it's too late for me to do something or start, right? And so it's like Kate talked about writing her second book. Maybe you want to write your first book. You know, it's just, it's the, you can do that. You know, you can just do it. Totally. There's no, like, your permission is granted. You know, like, you can just write today. You can just record your first podcast today. It might be, like, fancy and people have this equipment. Mike's podcast gets recorded on his phone, you know, I rec- I down I bought a Mac- microphone for a hundred dollars. The sound quality is not amazing. It's like good. It's why good.
0: don't you use this equipment to record your podcast? Because a lot of
1: time I do it in my office. No, oh. I am going to change the setup because we have enough podcasting equipment like. to make better. No, but it still you sounds have good. The setup. <laughs> I know, but it's I get it. You know, like you don't. It doesn't have to be. It's just to start, and you can use if you want to do a podcast. There's the Anchor app that just launched that makes recording a podcast so easy, way easier than it was when we started. So it's the tools are there and it's just leveraging those tools to go ahead and start. And whether it's writing a book, you know, getting that published is way easier than ever before. If you want to self-publish or get it out in the world, just make sure you have an editor before you publish it. <laughs> just a side note. But anyway, yeah, it's not too late. The world needs what you have inside. So let them have it.